The change doesn't happen in one pocket. It certainly doesn't happen in the CX department. So the only way it can work is if it's cultural transformation and you realize all of a sudden you're a change agent and what your job really is at its core is just that. It's going from the current state to some desired future state. And you have to do, as one of your many, many hats, be a change agent. Welcome back, everyone, to the CX Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Rose Earhart. On today's show, we're discussing the CX leader as a change agent, and our guest expert is Mark Slayton, who empowers financial service leaders to turn indifferent customers into loyal fans. And Mark, I love that description, so welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Amelia, for having me on. It's a joy to be here, and thanks for what you're doing. Well, before we dive into this topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and about your passion for this subject? Well, thanks. I started off with a career in sales and sales management, stayed in it for over two decades, and then was in management consulting, helping companies with revenue growth and strategy around that. And one of the customers about six years in was a bank and that CEO decided he wanted to have an internal resource. So I entered into banking and stayed with that bank nine years and launched and led their CX practice. I guess just from being on the other side of the desk, being someone who is selling to the customer and watching the people who were really good at it, people who I worked alongside of and people who I managed at some point, they had just this ability to really connect emotionally with customers, build trust. And I watched the customers and I became like a student of, gee, what is it that drives customer loyalty. And it's kind of the flip side of the selling side is the customer side and just really became intrigued by it. And when I first started, it was just a burgeoning discipline at CXPA, the Professionals Association had just started in 2011. So there wasn't a lot of resources compared to what there is today, but that's how I got into it. I just have a passion for serving customers well and figuring out how we can drive their loyalty and earn their loyalty. Right. And I think your perspective from both sides of things, of course, adds so much because then you can understand the needs and the wants and the balance between the two. So as we get into our subject today, why don't you tell us the definition of change management and how it connects to customer experience? Well, there are many good definitions. I think they have something in common. The one that I've kind of latched onto is really going from the current state to the desired future state to create some sort of value or benefit. And the value in the case of CX is, how are you creating value for the customer? And at the same time, how are you creating value for the company? And you actually say that change management is a hidden role for CX leaders. What do you mean by that? Well, it really is. I mean, it's not in the job description, generally speaking. And it wasn't certainly when I was coming through. If I could rewind to when I started, you hang on to some core competencies that you're driving toward. In my case, there were five core competencies that, you know, you just jump in and you're trying to establish listening systems and create a governance council of some kind build leadership and accountability in the culture, get insights that you can turn into action, all these things that you're working on and you don't realize it, but several years in, you're into the work you're doing, you're executing on projects. And at some point you wake up and you say, wait a minute, first of all, this is very difficult and it's not getting any easier. Gene Bliss, the person who wrote Chief Customer Officer and Chief Customer Officer 2.0, one of the forerunners in our industry, 
called it pushing a rock up a mountain, a Sisyphus analogy. And it's so true. And so, well, what is it? It's because you're making change in the organization. You're a change agent. And your goal really is to transform the culture because uh, the change doesn't happen in one pocket. It certainly doesn't happen in the CX department. So the only way it can work is if it's cultural transformation and you realize all of a sudden you're a change agent and what your job really is at its core is just that. It's going from the current state to some desired future state. And you have to do, as one of your many, many hats, be a change agent. Right. And it's got to be such a moving target. It's hard enough to make those internal changes within an organization, but then you think, For instance, the pandemic, that was an exterior factor where, gosh, the whole world was changing at the same time. So let's talk about that specific intersection of how organizations and how CX leaders can act as a change agent in an environment like this with such a changing world. Yeah, that's a really great point, Amelia, is the pandemic was a major wrench in the lives of CX professionals everywhere as it was for everybody. But in particular, if if your job is to make change, and then all of a sudden you're dealing with this human crisis that's worldwide, it really changes everything. And what it means for the CX leader is number one, you do have to have a roadmap in place that you're working from. And number two, you have to be agile enough to realize that you can flex, whether it's, in my case, it was an acquisition of another bank, and then another acquisition of another bank. And whether it's a consolidation, a merger acquisition, whether it's a major digital transformation where the core, the backbone system of the organization is going to switch over, those are all things that greatly impact a CX leader. And if you ask me how is, number one, keep your eye on the ball, reprioritize based on what senior leadership is saying is important now. In the midst of this major change, what are they saying? One of the mistakes I made was trying to continue to execute on the projects that we set up as goals at the beginning of a particular year. Well, it might sound noble, but in reality, what originally started going with a tailwind was now a headwind. So you have to be flexible. Oh, absolutely. If you were to speak to our leadership listeners that are out there now, what would you say right now are some of the most important aspects of the change agent role right now? And how can CX leaders build trust with their key stakeholders? Those are two great questions. They're separate questions, but they're related, right? In order to work well with your senior leadership, you have to be able to build trust and keep your eye on building trust with key stakeholders. In the current environment, my opinion is listen, listen really, really well. I mentioned that in the last question you asked, but listening means what's most important right now. It could be that companies are really just interested in retention. Number one goal, let's not lose any clients, right? Let's just keep them happy. Another company may say, we're not as worried about that. We want to get new clients. We need new business. Another organization may say, look, we need to reduce the costs. So how can we reduce the cost? For CX leaders, the good news is there's plenty of things we can do to pull or push on any of those levers. But the key is to first listen. The trust question is, how do you build trust? And I think that's more of the art part of what we do. It's probably also the harder part of what we do, yet really, really important. I had the opportunity to work with Trusted Advisor Associates earlier on that during that time I mentioned I was a management consultant and actually became a Trusted Advisor Associate certified. Charlie Green, Charles H. Green wrote the book called The Trusted Advisor. 
with a couple of his Harvard buddies. And then he wrote another book called Trust-Based Selling. And so what he described was four components of becoming trustworthy. And they are credibility, that is, are you credible? Reliability, do you keep your promises? Intimacy, which is a sense of, are you empathetic? Are you someone I can trust, like a vault that I can have confidence in you, that level of trust? And then the last one is self-orientation. And that's an inverse relationship to trustworthiness. The more self-oriented you are, the less trustworthy you are. So there's a lot we could talk about. We can spend all day talking about those. But those are the four key elements of becoming trustworthy. I just wrote a post about one of the mistakes I made, which is be careful not to leave anyone behind that's a key stakeholder in this change. As you're making change, and don't assume that if someone's not saying something, that they're in agreement with you. Just because they're silent does not mean they're in agreement with you. So it's your job as the CX leader, as a change agent, to draw out of them what they're thinking and feeling about a particular change initiative that you may be working on. Yeah. So would you suggest things like surveys and reaching out, really reinvigorating some of that communication with some of your stakeholders that maybe have been a little on the quiet side? I mean, is that a big part of how you can build that trust? So if you're talking about, I'm talking about internal stakeholders, my recommendation would be to, as you think about the hierarchy of good communication, I guess written form would be at one level, verbal audio would be another level. Doing what we're doing here through a Zoom, not in person, would be at another level. And the best is in person, you know, person to person. Since the stakes are generally high, start at the top. Start with in person. Next, if you can't physically be together, do a Zoom meeting. At least you get nonverbal communication, at least most of it, not all of it, because the stakes are high. And if you're really trying to make a connection emotionally, really make that other first person feel listened to, feel empathized with. It's hard to do that just through writing. You can do it. Some people are masterful out of it, but my recommendation is try and do it in person. That's true. Just a real heart-to-heart conversation about what they're truly looking for. You're right. That's so much better than surveys and data, but I think it's all got to come at those multiple levels, as you said, those four different components of building trust. And boy, it is complicated and really can take years to build. So it's important to kind of keep refreshing it and checking in on it periodically as well. So as we head into 2023, and you know, it's exciting to talk to you at the beginning of a fresh year. I'm sure leaders are looking for new ways to really make these types of changes and think about being a change agent, freshening up these ideas, heading into a new year. So what would be your advice for a CX leader to manage the change heading into a fresh start? I think this is a great time, to your point, to really be contemplating what are you thinking about for 2023? And if you haven't already done it, start to lay out a plan. I wrote an ebook that's available for free for anyone, and it's about building your CX roadmap. And it involves five steps, right? And the first step is, what is the current state? And that would involve an assessment. I've got an experience maturity assessment available at no cost, but do an assessment of where you are today. Be honest and do an inventory of how you are compared to the best of the best, a mature model of what that looks like. And then two is create a CX vision, have a mission statement about what you want the interactions with customers to be and feel like, and then some guiding principles for your employees. The best companies, the ones that you say, wow, it's the Chick-fil-A in this town is the same service as completely across the country as another Chick-fil-A. 
And the reason for that is they have four guiding principles, if you will, that are non-negotiable. So develop those principles and you take the current state, you take the vision for where you want it to be, and then there's going to be some gaps, right? So I would I do what I call map those gaps and then create priorities out of the projects. So out of that, it's going to be, okay, here's what we need to go do and turn that into action. And when you figure out what those priorities are, then you map those into a roadmap build out your CX roadmap for the year. That's the five-step model that I would highly recommend. And if you want, you talked earlier about things that might be disruptors, whether it's a pandemic or a merger or technology change. Best thing a CX leader can do to be prepared for that is to have a roadmap that goes through 2023 and possibly beyond. Yep, I totally agree. I like to think of it as a flight plan for me personally, right? Prepare for obstacles. You have to stay agile along the way, have those backup plans, but know the general direction you want to go and make sure that you hit those points along the way. And it's the in-between of the subtleties of how you get from point to point that you can be flexible on, but having that framework is so important. So Mark, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. As we wrap things up, why don't you let folks know where they can connect with you, read some of your posts, and maybe learn about some of this framework that you just mentioned. Thanks, Amelia, for asking. It's Empowered CX, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D, CX.com, EmpoweredCX.com. On there, you can find my, under free resources, the ebook that I mentioned. There's an assessment on the site. Those are all free. You can also reach me on LinkedIn, Mark Slayton, S-L-A-T-I-N, on LinkedIn. And I do daily posts on Monday through Friday. So love to interact, love to hear what you think about them, good or bad, and love to connect with you in some way. Wow. I love that consistency. Anybody who's making daily posts is really committed. So I'll have to check some of those out. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. This podcast is brought to you by NICE, the world's leading cloud CX platform. Go to nice.com to learn more about our innovative and comprehensive end-to-end CX solutions. That's nice.com.